Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mixed Company. It's really good, guys. Welcome back. Hey. Hey. Harmony. That was harmony. There's there's a room full of women today. Hey. Do you feel outnumbered? (laughs) I always feel outnumbered. (laughs) <laughs> yes well welcome to the show guys thank you for um having us. again because we don't want Simeon to stop us in the middle of it we have guests today before <laughs> he gets nervous and believes we are not going to introduce them we have guests today um i just like to acknowledge company is That's that it. what it is yes you just be doing too much go ahead yes today we have actually you know what actually we don't know who we have <laughs> 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 wow, that's wow. No, no, you know what? I, 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 so we I, work together we do. at well, some I, point. I want to make sure that I'm getting last names right. We have shaken, <laughs> not stirred. I just love that part. We have Shannon and Kenya here, y'all. Yes, they are they straight but from. Their, their parents gave them last names. That's what I wanted to make sure that I got. Listen. So. <laughs> I'm Cousin Sarek <laughs> and Diana. All right, cool. So we have Kenya Perez, yep. Shannon Ross. Being a black. There we go. Thank you. I feel better now. Do you feel better? <laughs> I feel better now. It was now. stressing you out? <laughs> yes. We got guests today, and I actually do believe that this conversation is going to be a little bit more lit today, because we've already discussed gentrification, naked Beyonce and Jay-Z, um, and Trinidadian neighbors, so I feel like we've known each other mm-hmm. for like a very long time at this point, so I'm excited for the conversation. We're definitely excited to be here. Litness is ready. We're ready. Are you sure? I, I think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be sure. So, I don't want to jack up your um, intros of buyers. So did you read it? I did read them. I did. But <laughs> what I think we should probably do is give all y'all like 30 seconds. Like your, um, if you were at a um, singles night, how would you introduce yourself? <laughs> Maybe not like a singles <laughs> night. Maybe your first day of work, what would you tell people about yourself? I mean, that's too. Maybe not a singles night. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. So I am Kenya. Um, I am an associate creative director at Copy. And this is my partner, Shannon. She is an associate creative director art. And that's Beina, producer extraordinaire. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'll let her also introduce herself. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess. Where do you come from? How'd you get into, you know, being an ACD? That's that's some big shit. That's big shit popping. You're right. How'd y'all get there? Um... I was born in New York, uh, raised in Colombia in South America, but then also raised in New York. Um, and how did I get here? I guess shout out to Mate. Shout out to Mate. That's yep, That's how me and Shannon met. Um, she was my first partner in 2012. Um, we were each other's first. And, oh um, yeah! Oh, this isn't <laughs> uncomfortable at all. I love it. <laughs> yes. See? So, like I said, dating night. Then I left Singles her for night. a man and went back to South Carolina, but then I came back two years later. So we're here. <laughs> you, you left her for a real. That man. sounds like a. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds like a real wow. South Carolina love story. <laughs> Wait, tell the rest though. Tell the rest though. What do you mean? You gotta hold it, Mike. About. <laughs> Well, we it didn't work out. And that's why you came back. 
Now we're on season two. Never leave your real partner for a man. Mm. And don't, mm. don't respect move across you the country. God bless. You know. Bring your ass on back. That wasn't bring no yourself the country. on back. No, we cuss, we cuss here. We cuss here. Right. Bring your ass on back. <laughs> I didn't even know that she cussed. The New York where you're supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Mm. It's a love story. It is a love story. Baina, who are you? Baina Black, producer extraordinaire. I am a uh, licensed drone pilot, and I work with augmented reality and virtual reality. I started my advertising career actually because of the T. Howard Foundation, so not MAPE, but T. Howard. Um, I have had many different positions like I've worked in ventures, I've worked in advertising, film, everything. So, and now I'm with these people here. Well, welcome, ladies. Very much. <laughs> this is gonna be fun already, y'all. Y'all are just y'all are the fucking sprinkles on my day today, and I thank you. <laughs> I thank you all. We like rainbow. sprinkles. I love rainbow so, sprinkles, guys. Now that we're all familiar, we're going to jump into our ancient dub shit. Um, who wants to start? So we're gonna start from a low note because mine's ain't shit. Depending how you look at it, you know, is the glass half empty or half full? Anyway, by the time you re- you hear about this, your internet company has the ability to charge you more for Netflix and Facebook because the repeal of net neutrality has now gone into effect. Ooh. Yes, it has. Oh, wow. You know they have the <laughs> to have that man, that damn man <laughs> from the FCC. Slash Verizon on the daggone uh, morning show with with Gail, with Oprah's friend Gail. Talking Not about Gail. Guess with Gail. Child, listen, I was at the gym early this morning. That is mm-hmm. the only reason I was watching CBS. Mm-hmm. No one watches CBS. <laughs> Primarily because Shout you Shout out to you for going to the gym in the morning, though. Listen, somebody got to do something. Yes. I'm either going to lose weight or lose my attitude. Either way, I'm set for the morning. But, yeah, he was talking about how... um. He was saying how, um, no, no, no. Listen, with net neutrality, no one, we're not saying that we're giving anyone the right to, to throttle your services. Lies. And I was like, <laughs> but what you don't know is we all know better. But it's cool. If you can fool a million people, you can be the president of the United States. So I'm just going to let you go ahead, sir, and continue FCCing the shit out of net neutrality and playing everybody. He pissed me off. <laughs> he did. As you know, in May, the Senate voted 52 to 47 oh, to fuckers. save them. And then, yes, our, I don't know, that dude, he said, oh, we're going to continue with this. But and on top of that, they don't even know the Internet. But, but the thing is, do you, okay, so the companies have the ability to charge us more. Do you think they're going to do it? Yes. 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 Because but, capitalism. Yeah. And because they can. And because and mostly because they, they can. You have them. to commodify. You have to commodify the things people use. That's how mm-hmm. we went from people charging you for text messages. Yep. That's how we went from people charging you for nights and weekends. What is it that people use the most of right now? We don't give a fuck about your texting. I got internet, bitch. I got all the internet. <laughs> Except for <laughs> all the today, internet. now I may not have all the internet. And I mean, like, if you think about it, like, we've signals. been getting charged for <laughs> <laughs> They could charge you 10 cents for that. Remember 10 spring? cents a smoke 10 signal. cents a text message. They're like, they charge us for our basic human needs. Water. Yes. Food, yes. Like, all the basic human needs, they charge us. So they're definitely going to charge us for everything else. Absolutely. That's how they make the most of their money. Um, but I, I, I just thought it was interesting because, like, they were trying to make it seem as if 
people are people are it could be better causing hysteria yeah when it's like what like this is how you create caste systems yes by withholding information literally and these are the same people that during the whole mark zuckerberg thing didn't know how the internet worked (laughs) like if you listen to the mark zuckerberg deposition videos like just watch two minutes of it these are the same senators that don't know how the fuck the internet works. Right. To them, the internet is still a coffee house. And these are the people deciding that, that neutrality, no, I don't, I don't need that. Why do we need it? <laughs> well, maybe if you ask with Google, ah, but you can't because of net neutrality, you yeah. will know the hell better. And it's what's exactly. interesting Kiss is that the off. House never voted for this yet, even if it had proved the resolution, President whatever could have vetoed it. He could have done it. Why but he would he won't. do that? He don't understand the internet. But he likes money, and that's helping his friends out. He don't understand and the internet. He can internet, charge y'all. him for Twitter. They do. You probably can afford <laughs> you it. You know what? Ten cents a tweet. Why can't we be we gotta put a premium on some Twitter. <laughs> I like after that. after ten tweets a day. You gotta no. you gotta pay for extra yes because some of us do tweet. But his ass be tweeting about every but five seconds. But he gotta pay the president rate. Ten cents a tweet. Yeah, that ain't how that works. Like that ain't how that works. It's got it. You got it. A tweet, not <laughs> ten cents. Can't be say. like whatever. I'm a tweet all the time. <laughs> it's your yeah. money anyway. You probably have one of those big ass Motorola's from back in the day. <laughs> the Blackberry. The, the, the Blackberries and shit. <laughs> Seven p.m. nights and weekends because you paying for the premium. <laughs> Yo, I forgot about that. Oh no. But well, you, you oh, gonna hit, you're gonna hit up Snake now. No, but you time. know what was funny. You know how what's funny to get around it. What I did notice is that. Apple, the Apple Watch, yeah. they're bringing back the chirp. They're bringing back the chirp. They're bringing back walkie-talkies. Listen. So I got to bring my next tail back? No, it's only for the Apple Watch. But like, why? Wait, so you could chirp? <laughs> That's what I said, Watch? and then I remembered that they're getting rid of this shit. And I feel that there's yeah. a direct correlation between getting rid of actual, like, cellular service and getting people a roundabout way of using data. It's going to be through walkie-talkie. I'm going to be the pissed off person on the damn train when everybody, doo doo, where you at? <laughs> However, oh my God, I was so mad when that was the thing. However, I do recognize that that actually may come in handy as a way to stay in contact with people without paying premium prices. Well, or airdrop. Ugly. This is going to be interesting. Airdrop. Bluetooth, Bluetooth is about to listen. Yes, Bluetooth is about to blow up. If y'all can figure the out the fire how to stick make is about YouTube, to blow up, Bluetooth to do all the things I need to do without connecting to data. Oh yes, listen, that's about to be the new Napster. You know what? Someone's gonna hack a fire <laughs> stick. They're gonna hack it, and it's gonna be something. You can get Google or something at Something's super speeds. Some they still ain't shit though. Mm. But you know how they gonna do us? They gonna do us like they do cable, like TV. How you choose what? Now you can't just like have. Girl, you scared of the mic? Program. You gotta hold the mic. Oh. You gotta rock the mic right. I need, I need yes. it. Me and this mic look, about to be We best are rappers friends. in here. Nah, but they gonna charge us like they do cable. They gonna make you choose a channel: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Everybody's gonna choose Instagram, of course. Mm-hmm. Charge fifty dollars a month. And that's what it's gonna be. That is what my is. These are all it's the crazy. possibilities. Like, are we in China or no? Like, well, at least in there. China, they use their data to like for like reasonable WeChat. shit. Yeah. We oh. just be using data to spam computers. And they don't even be like, ooh, <laughs> she's between the ages of eighteen and and thirty five. Let's send her all the birth control ads. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> what? Since your eggs are getting old. You might want to consider in vitro. Egg You'd be like, freezing. wait a minute. Wait a freezing. minute. This is disrespectful. <laughs> they do. They ain't shit. 
Anyway, that's yeah. the ancient. It is ancient. That's real for real ancient. What you got? Um, I have. I would think it's exciting news for a couple reasons, but um, our fave, our friend in our head, our um, uh, marketing genius goddess, uh, Miss Bo Saint Saint John, she is leaving Uber. That was announced today. Um. And she is taking her talents to South Beach. Not really, but she is taking her talents to a sexier company, sort of like a South Beach, um, called Endeavor, where she will be working as the CMO. Um, and I believe Endeavor uh, spearheads a lot of talent management, um, sort of like a CAA. Or, no, actually, it's tied to William Morris uh, Endeavor and IMG. Um I read on a couple of articles that Bose is saying, you know, there ain't ain't nothing to trip over, nothing bad happened, you know, irreconcilable differences. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, she's basically saying that there was nothing wrong, but she did get the – she Endeavor reached out with an opportunity that she couldn't pass up. And, girl, I don't blame you, CMO. Ain't nothing to sneeze at. And she was like, I'm about to take it. I feel like I could – give more of myself and put more of myself into the work over here um, on the DNI side directly as it uh, relates to how people are represented in the media. Um, Uber, she said Uber was good for what it was, but, you know, she's helping to be better over here. So shout out to her for that. I think the the overarching theme that we should consider is Bose was only in the job for a year, if yeah. that. And so for all of y'all out here trying to make it seem like you got to be in a job for yep. 5, 6, 15, 20 years, you a lie and you a cheat. And I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you no more. Wait, but who, is she going to bring that? her laptop Wait, you get that to this from? new job, though? Oh, see, the, see, I wasn't there to see that. And I want when I see her, she. I don't want her to think I was talking shit. But I hope, I'm just wondering. I, just hope, I mean, we all I know it. You know what? We, we in her know. defense, I don't always be bringing my laptop to work because, <laughs> you know, these days you can work on your phone because, you know, the email. and Wait, the, wait, what? <laughs> no. You can work on your phone. Should we just not talk about this rumor about her in this, like, laptop situation? I'm just saying. Like, never. They said never. She never brings her laptop. Did what they doing it? in her office? Why you know so much? <laughs> because I know people oh, no. who work at Uber. <laughs> Were they? It's <laughs> like, did she have her laptop? No. Well, did she have is a pen? Did she have a pencil? Like, I love both though. So yeah. I'm happy no, for I'm her. happy for yeah, her. Happy I think, regardless of, irregardless of the fact. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I love Let her rock. Let her rock. Let her rock. Regardless of whether or not she brings um, her laptop to the table, I think it's a good look (laughs) to have her at the table with or without the laptop to help with representation. So it all kind of ladders up. And, you know, I hope I get to a point in my career where I don't have to bring a laptop to work. Ever. I agree. Ever. Speak it into existence. Bring your mouth. Just talk. Just talk. Just be like, that's it. Listen, that's like $10,000 a thought. Just like your tweets. Holla. <laughs> so that's my dope shit. I guess it'd be ancient if, like, we can confirm she doesn't bring her laptop. But it's definitely dope, dope shit. No, that's dope shit. That's still that dope shit. That she's moving that's on dope shit. to bigger and better she's things. She's going to come on this on show ting, ting. and bring her laptop and be like, see? <laughs> laptop. <laughs> be like, Bo, you got you, you to gotta turn it on. It doesn't. <laughs> 
charge. It doesn't my charge. <laughs> Here's the cord. It doesn't work when go. it's off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so good for her. All right, uh, I don't really have a dope shit or ain't shit. Um, I was wondering I why you didn't shit. start. Yeah, I well, one. well, I will say this. Um, a general like sh- dope shit is Anthony Bourdain committed suicide and he was dope shit. Um, Wait, that was reverse. <laughs> You're not good at this. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm the dope shit. Anthony and... Bourdain was dope. He was dope. The ain't shit is, is that, that mental can... health is real. Yes. yes. And that yes. You gotta consider. <laughs> that, was that, was nice that was a nice cleanup. Wow. Nice this, this is this is why you have to keep black women around. What about Kate Spade? And Kate Spade, oh, actually, here am I. I mean, my. I cared about I care about Kate Spade. I love. Well, I I was I was shouting him out specifically because I feel like what he did with his show was. Don't wear Kate Spade. I don't. Um, (laughs) Because I feel like what he did was he made people who were other very relatable in a way that was didn't say hey like hey we need diversity we need inclusion we need equality it was like he showed the humanity in people who are often de. Like they're just put down, um, and he would go around the world doing that, and and so he was dope shit, and so definitely even like people who are often portrayed as like war torn and like Palestine, that Palestine episode, exactly. Like he just shows the humanity and the happiness and the joy in food and in people, and that was just so inspiring to be able to see that. And he was a dope ass writer, like his journalism and reporting style. Oh my god. It's because he cursed a lot. You know, I tend to think that people that have limited vocabulary, such as myself, (laughs) that we restrict ourselves to four-letter words, we tend to actually really know how to pull from the dictionary, from the depths of it, and the thought process around it. So, like, he was just dope because he wasn't shit. But, like, from, like, the best part of ain't being shit, Mm -hmm. he was that kind. And if you know what I'm saying, you know what I mean. So, yeah. No. I saw a meme the other day, and they were talking about Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, but then there's rappers like Kanye West, we're just gonna, that do say about, like, they're going through mental breakdowns and stuff like that. After all these deaths, um, do you think that we should pay more attention to, like, people who say that I'm going through something, like, chill? There's a couple things, right? I'm I, And I don't care. Lenient example for Kanye West, I, but okay? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't care. The Kanye thing, that's not my business. What am I going to do for Kanye? Mm-hmm. It is not, when we say check on, I feel like when we say, you know, this person died, that's a reminder that we need to check on our people. Check on the people in your network, in your circle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not I'm not going to Calabasas, to the Kardashian compound, to sit down with Kanye. Nor would he probably accept that from me. But the responsibility is not, that I don't believe that the responsibility is on the public to save somebody or to help somebody through that it's on their tight-knit circle it's on their people Mm -hmm. so shaming maybe not shaming but like putting the pressure on the people around them Mm -hmm. is probably going to be better because people when they are sick they cannot you cannot help yourself when you are sick you need to go to a doctor a pharmacist somebody take care of you yo nana somebody gotta make you tea you know what i'm saying yeah I mean, I don't have a wife or a husband, so, like, I just (laughs) got to go around about it's whoever. So I do think it's the people around you, not, like, (laughs) as the public. And that's not to say, oh, shame on the people around the people that have taken their life um, for not knowing. But that 
that mm-hmm. is their sphere. I can't take on the guilt for Kanye. Yeah. I think the good thing about the Kanye and mental illness is that, like, in the black community, mental illness is just, like, something that we don't address. And so seeing that Kanye is being affected by mental illness, even though it's covered up by arrogance or whatever you might call it, I think it's good for the black community to see somebody in the limelight mm-hmm. struggling with some sort of mental illness. I think that's the only positive that we can get out of Kanye's and situation. See and see how it relates to us because a lot of times, like, things that we misconstrue for arrogance or over or conceitedness or overconfidence is literally just covering up insecurity. Mm-hmm. And the more powerful you see that as is probably the more powerful they're feeling it on the negative side. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just something to, to take into account. But, like, Kanye's people can save Kanye. Kai can't say Kai can't save Kanye. And I hear that. I just see an open example when our when artists and celebrity and you answer this, like celebrity say like they're going through something or even if it's just like a random tweet, you mm-hmm. know, when people are that's their cry for help, like should we pay attention to that as a public? You're like, you know, I think this person needs some help or something. Like, I think we can't we can't go. You gotta do can't something. Tell them. I don't yeah. think it's just like I think what happens is people stop at the paying attention. Like, I can't just pay attention and see that you're going through something. Mm-hmm. Something has to be done to fix it. So yes, we see that there's an issue, and what? Yeah. Now what? What's I'll next? I think when you have millions and millions of dollars in the bank. Somebody should be paying attention to you. I don't think people do. People say yes a lot around you. The thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, these people are adults, too. And, like, I've gone through that before in terms of, like, being suicidal and talking to my family and friends. But I'm an adult. Like, if I decided to take my life, like, that would have been my choice. Because Mm -hmm. it wasn't that I didn't communicate what happened. It was that like they didn't know what to do and it was like okay well I'm gonna pray with you or pray for you and honestly that did help but it's kind of like because I am somebody who's gone through that and I did communicate it there was no secret about it like I always said like I want help or I don't know why I'm here or whatever Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day like I'm an adult and so there is only but so much you can do like you can't necessarily force somebody to go to rehab or get counseling or help them like Mm -hmm. you you know it's something in them that they have to want to do so yeah we can pay attention to these people who are like acting out or whatever because like look at Kid Cudi he decided to like get help but that's like you're an adult you're not a child we can't force you to do anything we could pray for you mm-hmm. you know or you know send light to you and and want you to get better but at the end of the day like we're not mental health professionals you know what i mean yeah, yeah i mean I, yes i would say from my experience when i was when i was going through my depression i went through deep depression twice um what was important what the thing that constantly rang in my head no matter and people from the outside would say like she's never alone like people are always around her I felt alone I felt like nobody cared mm-hmm. that was the thing that was like in my like the voice literally in my head is like nobody cares about you nobody cares what you do nobody cares if you're here or not you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but like a part of that and not that to your point yes I had to make a decision that, you know what, this isn't where I want to be. Mm -hmm. However, 
in retrospect, I'm ever so grateful for the people, and they're very few, for the people that did kind of stay on me, like, yo, you're not yourself. Yo, this ain't, you know, this isn't you. Yo, I think you should talk to somebody. Yo, you should talk to me. Can I do anything? You know what? I'm just going to come over because I, to your point, yes, you're an adult. However, that feeling of alone, like that feeling of like permanent solitude and like not understanding how you can connect your outside environment of feeling like there's so many people around you to your inner feeling of complete detachment from everything and everybody is really hard to reconcile Mm -hmm. and there does need to for me I felt that there needed to be that equal balance of me wanting to feel better and other people also wanting to feel better because I do feel that if at any point I felt like 100%, like if there was ever that moment that 100%, nobody cared about me, and it could be like the smallest thing to trigger that, like some dumb shit to Mm -hmm. trigger that, that nobody cared, that could have sent me closer to like a rock bottom that I personally, like I don't even want to imagine what would have come after, what would have come next. That's real. I feel you. You think Kanye had that, that moment? Not yet. I don't think, I don't, I don't, from the outside looking in and I don't know him, I don't know if he's had that moment of trying to reconcile the difference between what you're perceiving as your reality versus what actually your reality is. And he very well could have people in his life who were like the people in your life too, saying like, you know, I care or I want you to get better. But I mean, Kanye is Kanye too. Like even before all of this, it was like, he's arrogant as fuck. Like, he's full of himself. Kanye loves Kanye. You know what I'm saying? So, and one of the things that I found, not just with celebrities, but people in power or people in the spotlight or popular people, like, don't nobody be telling them about themselves. Right. You know, or like, you know, calling them out on their stuff because either they're like the sole provider or they're this, they have this type of status. So, like, some people just don't even say anything. So, it's also like, we don't know what's going on, you know, but... It's just kind of like, you know, check in on your people and be as supportive as you can be because that being in that space is also heavy too mm-hmm. for the for the people on the other end. Like I have a friend who is kind of like going through that and he goes in and out of it. But and I try to be as supportive as possible, but it's also heavy for me. And because I've been there, I have to like protect myself and fair. do like that what is I very can. Fair. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yes. So, RIP. Pray for him, but reach out Mm -hmm. to the extent that you're comfortable with and also recognizing that there's only so much you can do. It's a very very complex experience on both sides, being the person and being on the other end. So, So to our company, do you have dope shit, ain't shit? What's on your your brain? Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for you guys to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Go ahead. Wait, what do we say? Oh, I thought. Never mind. <laughs> so, um, so, so we'll find out later. Um, so what I what I was gonna share is that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll wait. I don't know. <laughs> is that um? So Ad Week Creative 100 came out recently. Yeah, this is yes. it. Yes. 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 You lit. 
drum roll, please. Happy to say there's some melanin sprinkled in up in that list. Just yes. a little, just a little. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> Very little. Shannon and I are on it. <laughs> Very little. Um, yeah, Shannon and I are on it as two of the Adweek Creative 100. I think we're in the rising stars category or something like that. And Dope. Congratulations. Dope shit. Thank you. I'm so proud of you, too. Congrats. Yeah, we're like super excited. Like, we've been waiting our whole careers to have some moment. Yeah. And it was because we created an opportunity for ourselves and not because somebody gave it to us. Or 100%. So we're really, really proud of that moment. This this is the opportunity why you're here today? Yes, this okay, is why. Cool. This is so we, we're we'll, here today. We'll, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that. What you got? What you got? Okay, so dope shit. I just came back from Summit 21, from Blavity yes, Summit 21. And in the A. It was amazing. And there were so many dope speakers. And, like, um, Robin Thede was there. And Ashley Blaine Smith was there. And Sarah Jakes Roberts and Malik Teal. And it was just so many dope women there. And it was kind of like the way I described it is like, Afrotech is like Wakanda and then like Summit 21, which used to be called Empower Her, is like the, what's it called? The Dorai? The Warriors? Mm. Yeah, it's like the their Daraji. summit. Yeah, the Daraji Summit. Um, But it was just amazing. It was a lot of tears. It was a lot of hugs. It was a lot of networking. It was just kind of like how we're always the only one. Um, like I'm the only black drone pilot or whatever. Like it was like all of the only ones were in the same room. But um, it was it was an amazing time, and and that that's my my share of my dope shit. That is dope shit. I saw a whole bunch of Instagram, Facebook, social media comments about it, and y'all ladies just look happy. Everybody was just out here in their colorful glory, and just being great, and just being badass. And I was like. All right, I'm going to just go ahead and stay home and drink with my homies, though. <laughs> but I'm going to like all these pictures because y'all look like y'all having fun. That's why I walked in here like this today. That's like, everybody was <laughs> like, are you going somewhere? I was like, no, I just feel I'm going to work. Like, I can just take on the world. So, yes, I'm going to wear this wonderful African print skirt. Okay? Because they needed that. I'm not going that. anywhere but here. They needed yes. that. <laughs> you needed to share the love and the light with them because they, they were missing it. They, they didn't were. even know they, they were, were missing it. So you brought it to work today. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Squirrel. <laughs> Shout out to Kenya. Because <laughs> you look Kenya, gone Kenya with Moore. the Wakandan wind fabulous girl. Yes. Oh yes. My oh my Amazing. Goodness. Do you have dope shit or, you, or, or is your dope shit her dope yeah, shit? Our dope shit was like together dope okay, shit. Okay, cool, cool. I woke up this morning God and bless. I wasn't that dead. Is dope. dope shit. That is dope. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You are so morbid <laughs> sometimes, though. Like, really? What? I said I was like, no. I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. That is true. Okay. All right. So with that being said, we're going to jump into our hot topic. The reason why these three wonderful women are in the studio today with us is because they created this game called Not So FAQ, which is also a documentary series. We call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. So tell us what it is real quick. So, not so FAQ is a, like, the one problem that we found out in advertising industry was that people are trying to get the diversity in, but then they don't know what to do with them. They don't feel like they're included. They uh, don't talk to them. They don't, you know, they're just floating around trying to find mentors, et cetera. And it's like, how can you move forward if you, 
you're just there. And so this really like combats at like inclusion. Like we all talk about diversity, but nobody talks about inclusion. And so that's a fake you. And retention. and retention. What I'm not about to do is get up and start shouting. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know you out here saying a word. It's <laughs> a whole word. So, yeah. So, this is the game of inclusion. So, we pair coworkers that you wouldn't normally sit with or talk to to ask and answer not so frequently asked questions. Um, shout out to Jess Joyner for helping us name our card game, Not So FAQ. So, we're really, really excited about being able to share this with you guys today. So and so okay. Shannon and Kenya created it, and then Baina, you help produce it, correct? Yes, that is correct. I just, you know, push around the people and say, okay, be here at this time. <laughs> okay, we need Baina's this whole space. Like, she makes it happen. She makes it happen. Much. Yeah. Yeah, so we just um, we just launched season two. So this, so it's a docu-series and it's a card game, um, and we're really proud of it. Like, just what, was it last week? We... Last week we launched it two weeks ago. Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, time flies. But we had like an event here and, you know, showed it to everybody. And then we had some people play the game. So it's been um, really well received, too. All right. So you guys can't see it, but we're looking at the card game. And this ain't no janky shit. Like y'all spent some money. To we spent some coins. <laughs> it is well produced. We spent some <laughs> to, coins. Okay. Well Trust me. budget. To, yeah. to produce it. So like. Yeah, what? we did get some budget. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that means you had to get management to sign off on it. Yep. What was that process like? Because at the end of the day, like, if we're being frank, people have been saying diversity and inclusion for at least a good solid decade in the public eye of advertising. And so here you guys come. You're not management. And you say, give me money. We want to do this thing <laughs> to, to make this place more inclusive, which then also in a roundabout way, way says that this place is not inclusive. So what was that process like and how did management respond and how did you get it to move forward? Yeah, honestly, I feel that we're very lucky um, to have this game be received the way it was at RGA. Um we the way we did it we made a, a kind of like a pitch deck and we presented it to nick law who at the time was the like top creative lead in rga new york and from the first meeting he loved it and he was like this needs to happen um people need to start talking to each other this is such a good easy way to do it um and it's fun and like from then on we presented it to hr and we presented it to um the studios who helped us produce the the episodes and Everybody loved it, and everybody was on the same page. Yes, inclusion is a problem. Diversity is a problem. Let's do this. So, very I lucky. I think that's fair. I don't think many people. I don't. I don't think the issue is that most people believe that inclusion is not an issue. I think. I think it's easier for people to fall back on not paying it attention because they don't know what the first step is. Yeah. They don't know what the second step is and they damn sure don't know what the tenth step is. So. Exactly. What was needed was somebody to take that step and be like, okay, here's a solution that works. Right. Not coming from like up to the, the bottom, but coming from the from bottom, the bottom up. up. Because um, honestly, they don't, the real shit is like, and that's a lot, that's basically why we have the podcast. At the top, they don't know how to do it. That's why they haven't done exactly. it yet. Like, you're failing miserably because you just really don't have the knowledge base. So yeah. it does yeah, take so, y'all. They're so disconnected. And yeah. I think um, it's been really great, like, the support. It's been challenging, of course, like, this process. But it's been really rewarding, too. 
and um it you know the fact that like bob the founder of this company like at one of the town halls he spoke about the lack of you know diversity and how we have like a long way to go so it's kind of like when it's literally coming from the top and shannon and kenya just presented like the solution or one of the solutions and how we can start engaging in conversation and it's interesting because like you start talking to people and playing this game and you know you find out the similarities but then you you kind of give people the side eye too because you're just like "Mm, that's how you feel (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's important right to like actually like meet people where they're at like Mm -hmm. if i don't if i didn't know that you voted for trump i might invite you to the cookout but now (laughs) i know no literally now i know that your ass can't go past the front door (laughs) literally i found out that somebody that doesn't work too far from us voted for trump and i was like "Mm, because of the game no not because of the game we gotta get this in every school every college every office kind of because we have an event tomorrow for the lgbtq network um and it's a live not so faq and this is someone who is like helping us out with it and like somehow it came up that like he voted for trump because we were talking about like you know the the questions and things and i was just up. like you volunteer that information because you feel wow and then of course he was like to... i regret it and he's latino too so i was just oh, like mm, really i think it's good to have like those differences you don't represent my people it allows us to yeah. kind of like like break down those barriers and get to know people that aren't like us. True. I think like even before we even started the Not So FAQ, the one thing that me and Kenyon was having trouble with was connecting with our creative directors. Mm. And so we realized like, I used to be partnered with a white woman. Whenever I was partnered with a white woman, I didn't have nearly as much trouble getting ideas through than when I was partnered with Kenya. And so like, we we saw it we saw it all and we were talked down to and we were treated really you know we were treated kind of like we didn't know anything yeah like we were second You're a junior class. or something or somehow exactly. you are not as capable or there's just something about you that doesn't scream exactly. senior to me exactly mm-hmm. like we could we were literally in a meeting saying the same idea like we said our idea and we needed another white man to say our idea again for our creative director to understand us to or we would we would be there like presenting our idea and we'd be serious about it and my creative director would be like oh your nails look nice today and so wow. we found like we're not like this is why i bite my nails so that you never have an excuse not to listen to me okay yeah, so joke. through Not So FAQ, like, this was an opportunity for people to see us as, like, who we are as another fucking human being, not just as, like, this person of color who as happens to be on creators your creators exactly. that are able to bring your own insight, insight because you are women of color exactly. that who have worked with other people. You do have this insight. You can't create a game like this by just guessing what it's like to be a, a black or brown woman. Mm-hmm. So exactly. with with that being said, like, what was the because now you're on season two, yeah. and now they gave you more money to produce this game to now send out to other agencies. So what was the impact of season one? Did you see a difference in how your creative directors were, or the people you work with, were treating you as opposed to before they played the game? I feel like, oh, I feel like I saw a difference where people were. Making Girl, you gonna hold this mic like you want to talk to us? Woo! That people. <laughs> <laughs> Pop the molly, I'm sweating. So <laughs> I can't. 
Yes. So I feel like we definitely saw a difference where people would, I feel like our creative directors respected us more because of what we created with Not So FAQ. But because they saw how we took a passion project and made it into, you know, because like, like all of us, we're having to prove ourselves every single damn day Word. over and over and over again. And I feel like the one thing people always ask us is like, how did you guys come up with this? How did you get it to where you got it? <laughs> like, we literally created our own opportunity here and made something out of it. And then after that, that's when people were like, you know, like, can can you work on this thing? <laughs> but also, like, I think through the questions, through, like, answering the questions and having people know your story, your personal stories through these questions, it does help. It, it promotes empathy, and it helps them see you as a person who has a story, as a person who's capable. Um, so, like, the um, Richard, who's the global HR officer, he tries to start every meeting with a question. And after after we've been playing with him for a while now, like, he definitely sees us differently. Not mm-hmm. to say that he saw us as something else before, but... He he says things like I didn't know that about you, and that's like that that surprises is, me, and that helps me understand so much more about the way you work and yeah. things like that. So I do think that this is making a change in how people see each other and the opportunities that people are getting. Well, it's almost forcing people. It's forcing you to open up. It's forcing mm-hmm. you like not so FAQ. You're answering questions that they've probably thought about asking but didn't want to because they just don't know. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, before we start the game, because I wanted, I do want to be conscious of time and I do want to play the daggone game. Um, were you guys ACD level before you started the project? No. no. <laughs> I felt like that. I felt that. Please tell please tell me how this came about. <laughs> so we actually was promoted to ACD in January of this year. But it was because of us pushing the project through um, and getting more opportunities that we were even promoted to to the level that we were. Shout out to y'all. That's dope as hell. And I figured that was the case. But, I mean, it says a lot about how to get creative about getting the things that you deserve. And I feel like it's really important to try every angle before you do feel like it's time to jump ship. And to me, that if y'all didn't get promoted after all of this shit. But you know, I think that, I think that's interesting too because I feel like a lot of people because you went from ACD, you went from junior to ACD in six years. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. so you started 2012 and now you're ACD 2018. So you went from junior to ACD, ACD in six years, and I've seen that trajectory for a few creatives, and I feel like the majority of them have gone outside of their role and did something extra to get their superiors to look at them and go, oh you can actually do this. Exactly. Oh, so now we're going to give you the opportunity to do some real shit, which is kind of fucked up, but that's another story for another day. What we're going to do now is... <laughs> actually, I think a question in one of the not so FAQ decks is, um, do you feel like you have to work harder than your peers to get to where you are? Right, because... So that's a yes all around. Because yes, when, I, when I'm looking at this and I look at the video, I go damn that's a lot of work if you were doing this for a client that's a good solid project that would cost a lot of money and a lot of man hours i'm over here putting the calculations together i got a whole rate card (laughs) in my head wait a minute it's about 72 hours on just on admin admin alone yeah so that's like you guys had to do your job and And then then you had to do this Mm -hmm. so shout out to you kudos to you 
Hopefully yeah, you did this so that the next women of color would don't have to. Exactly. So what we're going to do now is play the game because we've been talking about it. Yeah. And so tell them how you play. Yeah, tell us. Kenya's good at this. Why am I reading it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to Not So FAQ. That's what the card says. The game of inclusion where you ask your coworkers not so frequently asked questions. So how to play. Um, right now we have a super pack and each super pack contains five different decks with five different topics. We have topics like love, bullying, drive, breaking the ice. Um, and so once you choose a topic, you place the full pack on the table and you start picking up the cards one by one and answering the questions. Everyone in the group answers the question. Um, right now, for the sake of this game, we have pulled one question from each of the five different topics in the super pack. And yeah, let's just get to it. Any this, questions? This is, a, this is exciting. We love this game so much. Y'all want me to pull first? Yes. All right now. I feel like I'm gonna know something about people that I know. I'm going to learn so. something new. Wait. Okay. Just you, what do you know? Are you learning something? You're excited. Look at me making this more difficult than it needs to be. You mean like just pick up the card <laughs> and like flip it over? Yes. Okay. And okay. read it. So I picked up the first card, and it says, what movie or song title best defines your current relationship status? Lord. Oh, my god! Oh, you didn't want me to answer? Because no. that was about to be embarrassing. Oh, wow. No, it's like the person to your left. What movie are... Oh, mm. that's a good one. <laughs> this is from um, the Let's Talk About so, Love deck. Mm. So, movie or song? I'm trying to think of something that's like problematic, but then also like. Mm. Just remind me, I got a video to show you <laughs> about dating in 2018. Um, I might even post a daggone link. I would probably say. Damn, I don't know. I don't really know any movies about Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) What's that movie where that man just talks to Siri? What's it called? Her. 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 Uh, That's such a good movie. Or the one where where he's having sex with the doll, the the sex doll. I wasn't. That's not. No, friend. That's not what I was trying to say. Um, I wasn't trying to play you like that. No, that's not what I. um, That's not what I meant. No, maybe, maybe, maybe like dating technology. No, maybe like. a uh, scissor weekend. I oh, feel like okay. t- Tinder makes weekend okay. situations wow. doable. It is. That's what the fuck you going through? <laughs> is he not a side chick one? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. Have you ever listened to the lyrics? <laughs> I don't think you know the. I don't think you know the lyrics, do you? I probably don't. <laughs> I probably okay. don't. I probably don't. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Karina, you next, because now but, we got more questions so yeah, that ain't in the I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I it's t- all right, friend. I we tend to on the weekends. I tend to on the weekends. Okay. That's where we're going <laughs> to. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my. Because <laughs> I'm practically married. Um, it's between two songs. Um, You know what? I'm going to be sweet. It's just the two of us. Aw, that's so nice. I'm sorry, I'm not as like, (laughs) I don't have been dated in what? Just the two of us in the Bronx, which. That is real. That that gets help to all the the people in the Bronx. You know what? We're just going to keep your energy to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lonely, I am so lonely. I have nobody. That's it. That's it. Doing the butt. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. Okay. She is so in love. I'm so happy for her. I'm so, so happy for you. Okay, you for actually working. Really? I be out here happy for all of y'all happy in relationships and shit. Wait, you said okay, I be keep looking it? on the sidelines. Okay. Okay, okay, keep it. Okay. No, we were just we were talking about. Let's not. She got she got me back on OK Cupid because of that. She like especially in the winter time, she was always going on dates, and I was like, wait, every, what? Every always week. going on dates, and every I was week. like, she was like, yeah, OK Cupid, and I was like, wait, OK Cupid, and plenty of fish too, right? Weren't you on there? Plenty. Oh, Pof you? is not for quality men. No, no, it's not. not. Of course, but I didn't feel like OK Cupid was either. No, OK Cupid is. But I got back on it because of you. I'm not like it's not helping me at all, but I mean, you gotta use like you need to fill out the surveys. Okay, I do. Uh, since, <laughs> since, since since neither one of them are paying for the you studio time, <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next person. <laughs> Mine is Countdown Beyonce. Aww. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Shout out to Dave, babe. I mean, I'm just trying to find a really good like <laughs> man. A good movie. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Being Mary Jane, the first season after the third episode. Well, that was so her. long That's ago. So I don't even remember. That's after she had found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know oh, that episode. No. Yeah. Oh, oh man. What the hell y'all on about? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm happy. I am stable in my career. I am a strong black woman. Y'all have to awe me. <laughs> she was still sleeping with him. Ooh. Okay, maybe Uh-oh. after maybe Ooh. like the first <laughs> one of the second season. Oh, maybe the first episode of the shit. second season. Oh but yeah, oh, I identify with being Mary Jane when she's when she's not pretending to shack up. Okay. When she's just out here about to push these fuck men in the middle of the street and run them over with Mack trucks. That's wow. it. Let's not even talk about fuck boys like mm, mm-hmm. not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not next this question. Not this episode. Uh, so yes, I will. Simeon. I will say. Next question. First question. I don't know how I would have felt answering that with previous coworkers. But <laughs> Wait a minute. Stefan was like Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> so that's why you gotta get episode. You gotta get up. Matilda. Like just like, basic as shit. Which is just out here working. <laughs> I'm just out here calculating estimates. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Cool. So. Oh, he has a red card too. That means it's oh. spicy. Red oh. card means oh. it's red spicy. cards are meant to be more challenging. Yeah, okay. challenging mm-hmm. or cool. All right. inappropriate. It's the Both. same thing, I'm sure. Both. So <laughs> this question, which I guess it falls underneath, remember your roots. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. yep. that is great. Um, like your roots. Like everybody has to go back to their roots because you know some people act like they don't uh, know their roots. See now that now that could some get controversial. Some people act like they don't know their roots. I read, listen, I, mean, I read well, books. I mean, but if if your roots involved owning actual humans, that's controversial. So um, this question is: Has someone ever made an assumption about you based on your appearance? Mm-hmm. And we start with Karina. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, of course. This happened recently, actually. Um, Somebody was talking about me, and then it got word back to me about how they thought that I came from this awesome childhood and, like, just well-adjusted everything. And I was like, oh, really? That's so interesting. And, yeah, they're like, just the way that you carry yourself and whatever. And I was like, wow, like, nobody knows anything about my childhood. That's I ain't going to lie, girl. 
I thought you had a pretty good family too, but <laughs> you know. Thank you. I was now that I know better, we can talk more. <laughs> and and my friend don't was, tell your mother. My friend was telling me, and I was like, "Wow, that's so interesting because I don't share anything at work." So, and he stops, and he's like, "Wait a minute." You never talk about your childhood. You never talk. And I was like, yep, well, thanks, bye. <laughs> but it's just interesting of uh, the way that you carry yourself. Like, I'm not going to carry myself, like, looking crazy and be like, you know. And even if someone is carrying crazy, that doesn't mean that they come from a they're a bad childhood. You can't really tell. Maybe you. there are times you can, and there are yeah, times that you can't. I was like, listen, you keep, go ahead and keep playing like your happy smiles and rainbows and unicorns ain't <laughs> out here making us think that you <laughs> had breakfast made with eggs and bacon every morning. <laughs> that that your, both could. your parents walked you to school. Okay. Hey, no. No, mm-hmm. but that's just, it was interesting because at the time he had you a stop. You don't give me I had to have porridge <laughs> on hey, a Wednesday. Hey, I had porridge, yeah. But he's like, wait a minute, I didn't know. You don't you don't share. It's just those assumptions that's interesting. And you're like, and I'm not today, bye. Yeah, I was like, I'm not this is not the time, so bye. Mm. <laughs> There's some curls. You got the loose curls. That's why That's I'm what it is. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's your hair. It's your hair. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Like yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, Oh, your hair. Okay, so me. Um <laughs> that I am always happy and bubbly. And that is like far from the truth. Like I don't know why people think that they're like, oh my gosh, you're such you're such a nice person. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Like, stop calling me Bay, first of all, because mm. my nickname is Bay. But like, but they're not your friends. They are not. <laughs> I was just saying to them, we had mm. a big meeting today, and I was just like, I don't understand why these people think that we are cool enough for you to call me Bay. We are not. Mm. And like, I think, and that's that comes with the whole like happy bubbly thing, like. I did not give you permission to do that, and that is one of the, my biggest pet peeves. Like, you gotta we are not. Do that you tell cool. everybody you love them, right. so then you don't call everybody back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably like my biggest one is is the happiness, or or people think that I'm approachable. I always get asked for like directions and yeah. shit like that. Like, that's fine and everything, but. It's a space thing, I'm like, like. <laughs> I was about to say, nobody thinks I'm a. I like to smile. <laughs> I like to smile. That doesn't even work. Yep. You just have a look of approachability. I like, have that's a straight, it. like, resting bitch face most of the time. Like when I'm on the subway, like I don't know, and they'd be like, "Um, excuse me, um, do you know how to get to um?" You what have is the time school? You have, have the you have the most fun looking resting bitch face. <laughs> Everybody got a resting bitch face on the train, so you just gotta, you know, shoot your shot. She looked like she only gonna say two cuss words. Yeah, so I'm gonna exactly. go over there. Yep. You can have a literal book, and people will be like, tap, 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 and you have to. Yeah, because you read, <laughs> you educated, you must be nice. I do read on the train too mm-hmm. a lot, but no, don't. That's mm-hmm. so funny. I get the opposite. So I actually am happy and bubbly, but because I'm five, <laughs> because I'm five eleven, and and um, I don't know, people just. Think I'm some big mouth ass black woman, and I've I've even gotten approached that this weekend. I went into an Australian bar. Don't ask me why I was there. I wanna go. And they was fine. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, okay. the accents. But a good beer. <laughs> beside the point. Um, and this guy just bumped me and went to the bar. Like I was waiting to get to order my drink, and he just hit me. Turned around and said, "Oh, you okay? You got a problem?" <laughs> Like why would you? Whoa. Why'd you think I was 
Mm. What? You bought me? And he was short, too. And it's just like, oh. he just like thought that I was going to be aggressive with him. You should have just pushed his ass on the ground. You should have pushed him down. Now that you said something, you do have a problem. Exactly. When you spill somebody's drink. How about you spill my drink? You gotta buy another one. What he didn't know was, is that I don't care. Oh. Motherfucker. I'm, I'm a happy, happy person. Um, yes, people have made assumptions based on my appearance all the time. I get asked, how did I learn English? I get what? Yeah, people get surprised that I even have like I'm higher. Tell what my mother said. I watch. She said I watch a lot of music videos. That's how my mother said she learned English. I don't believe her. I think she just told her. Told I'd be me like that. cartoons. Bugs <laughs> um, <laughs> Bunny, bitch. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> one thing that has like stayed with me my whole life was, or after this happened, was um, when I was in college. I went to Syracuse University. And my senior year, I was moving out after graduation, and I'm, like, moving all the shit out of my apartment, and I'm, like, in the hallway taking out the trash, and there's this white woman down the hall who's, like, helping her son move out or something. Oh, I know what you're going to say. And she's like, oh, that's so nice that you clean the apartments after everyone moves out. Oh, no! Yes. No. And because I was just, like, so stressed with everything, I didn't really register what she said. I, like, smiled and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back in my apartment. And then I realized. You didn't come back out? I did it. Uh-uh. And I was just, like, in <laughs> shock. And I was like, well, I just got a motherfucking degree from this fucking pre- predominantly white institution. You got to tell them and all the damn, like. Greek mythology shit that you read. Bitch, I read the whole Iliad. (laughs) (laughs) I know Latin. Okay? Stop playing with me. (laughs) Yeah. So, contrary to popular belief, I am not the help. Oh, damn. That went dark real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a dark-ass question. That's a dark... I don't know. That's a dark question for me. Um, I, I... I believe, and it's not that any anyone has said because I look at you you don't look capable but I believe that when based on my appearance and based on the things I say and based on the way I carry myself when it's a more fun situation than straight business people don't necessarily think that I'm like as bright as I am because I'm so fucking smart but like <laughs> but like wow. on but on the real shit like I also like to have fun. I love to do ratchet things with my friends. I love to do red things with my friends. I like to watch crazy TV, but I also read. I also enjoy, like, watching the news. I'm also, like, on top of all the latest that's happening in Singapore right now for no fucking reason. I'm lying. There's, like, several TVs in my office. But I'm very culturally uh, smart and culturally apt, and I, and people are always surprised and I think that's what I've taken from it. People are always surprised when I start to tell them about things or speak about things or talk about the things that I've done because for whatever reason, and it might be this natural hair, it could be this loud voice, it could be this string of code switching, depending who I'm speaking to at the moment, that leads them to believe that I'm not as um, fucking dope as I know I am. Do you play to uh, your advantage? All the time. You'd be like, ha! <laughs> all the time. All the time. All the time. I, it's a defense mechanism. Absolutely. I'm very unassuming. Very, very unassuming. So. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, my answer is I'm a six feet tall black dude. Yes, all the time. You're whispering. Um, yeah, I like. I mean, I feel like it's it varies depending on the situation. The the two things that come to mind are being sent to the service elevator in building in buildings like corporate buildings when I go. Which is, wow. which is still kind of interesting. Because they think uh, you're a messenger? They think I'm a messenger. It's the hair. Um, <laughs> I mean, hair. and I, I also purposely just try to dress as comfortable as I fucking feel like it. Because once I left, like, media, there was this shift in my brain because I used to wear suits. And I felt like I was trying to make people feel safe around me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, fuck this. I don't care anymore. Um, and then the other thing is... My last job, I worked with a lot of white women, and I remember one of them started crying in a meeting because I asked her a question, and my boss is like, look at what you're doing to her. And I feel like there's that there's this um, assumption that I'm going to become violent if if I question things or if I like try to um, talk back or whatever. So, yeah, I feel like those are the assumptions that are made. Mm-hmm. That, That's real. Next question, please. Yeah, I got a red card. Another red card. Um, we are all fighters. Okay. Ooh. Does it matter? Bullying episode. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Does it matter to you if people like you? Why? I love this question. Um, in regular life, no, I don't give a fuck. In at work, um, it does matter because of opportunities, and I think that's kind of like something we've talked about before. But um, if somebody doesn't like me, because this happened like before, um, where I've had to like you know force myself to speak up or whatever to get opportunities, but here at work, it does matter if if you can do something for me. Like right. at work, I'm an opportunist, like in that regard, like if you could do something for me, then yes, it matters. But if you can't, I really don't give a damn. Like, I really don't care because there are plenty of people who I don't like or they might not like me and I could care less because you're not helping me. So mm-hmm. you got a job negativity. number for me? No, then I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you asked me that question like five, six years ago, I would say yes. I would. I want everybody to like me. I've seen your transformation. I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> now I really could care less because I feel like secure enough with myself that I don't need anybody to like me for me to be successful or I don't need anybody to support me. I don't need any I don't need your help. I I I feel it myself. Mhm. So, yeah. Transformation is real. Yes, it is. Um to me and I know that's not the quote. This is not the question, and I know that I wrote the question. <laughs> but <laughs> you get to do with it whatever the hell you want. But to me, it just matters more that people see me for who I am or mm-hmm. what I am. You know that they don't get the wrong impression, which often happens because they make assumptions based on appearances or based on my resting bitch face or whatever. So I just don't which want people real. to think something of me that's not true, especially at work, because that could mean opportunities lost and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What you said? I said, which is real. 
I love you though. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen. Right? Do you have a? I have a. I have a job number for you. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I mean, for the same reasons everybody else said, no, nah, I don't give a fuck. My rationale though for it is that I can get the same. I can get the missed opportunity somewhere else. I truly believe that. I don't believe that only one person holds the key to your an opportunity towards your success. I feel that there are many routes, and if this door is closed or it's not opening as fast as I need it to open, cool. I'm going to go to the other door that's actually wide the fuck open and go ahead and be successful there. I love that, and I think like that conversation has come up a lot, especially like in the black community, because I feel like our parents' generation have felt like, well, at least you have a job, they did. you know, and it's kind of like, well, at least you, you know, like don't ruffle the feathers too much. Like my mom just told me this like two and a half weeks ago, right. and I'm just like, homie, like if I'm not getting work and I'm not being treated. It's true, but I mean, it's it's such a conflict, you know, and it's just kind mm-hmm. of like no, but we have options, and I think like we all feel like I feel like they had options. I feel like they just did not. They were awaiting permission. That was a very permission led generation. Mm-hmm. I was just at um uh the advertising club of New York had their women now panel last week, um and that I, spoke, moderated. I moderated the. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> He's so smart. Um, I, girl, thank you. Yes, I know. But no, we, I moderated the generational panel, and that was a topic that came up where it was kind of like, um, you know, millennials just be out here and they want things now, 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 and bum, bum, bum. And it's like um, somebody brought up the fact that, like, Gen Xers, they worked hard. They asked less permission, but they worked super hard and they kind of wanted to wait their turn and and the point was like there's no loyalty out here like i'm as loyal to you as you're going to be with me right just as in a relationship if you want to talk like that like if i know that you can fire me at any moment for any reason whether you like me or not shout out to the recession that proved that to us all then i don't necessarily feel the the need to be as necessary as loyal to you because time is money money is important People got bills, and we got to keep it pushing. Shout out to Bo's leaving after a year. Okay, she don't got time for the shit. I learned it really young, too, though, about the whole, like, not having to stay at a job. Like, the T. Howard Foundation actually yeah. taught me that. They were like, if you don't like a job, leave. And I was, like, still in college, and they told me that, which is why I've worked so many places. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm, yeah, no. But yeah. but that wasn't, that's not something my mom taught me. No. You know what I mean? Like, she taught me, yeah, you want to be happy at your job, but I don't. I low-key feel like she didn't really mean it because, like, I've done things Happiness to make was me different happy. from them. Happiness was more s- stabilizing the life that you've created instead of creating the life that's going to make you feel stable. Like, it was very different, their approach. They had kids younger. They were married younger. People relied on them. Shit, child, we out here in our thir- – well, I'm out here in my 30s, just out here living life and being great and getting tanned. That's all I care about. I just want to say this is why I love Not So FAQ because the question was, do you care not if people like you? And look, we're already on another conversation yeah. about You're like, right. our parents <laughs> You're and right. what we were taught. Like you learn so much about a person and their values and where they come from. And it's special, you know? It is special. Y'all are right. Y'all are right. 
Yes, big yourself up. Who will? No, I think I think you guys should like pat yourselves on the back because this is something that can like. Damn, yeah, they didn't say punch. Wait a minute. I think one thing is that this is something that you can take to any company. You could take to any event, and it's it does what it's supposed to do. It's an icebreaker, so people need those icebreakers for inclusion to happen. I'm gonna answer. Um, I'm a little, I feel like it does matter if people like me. I am so surprised by that. What? Libras. I'm not. I I, I realize that I'm I'm an empath. Like, I take on people's shit. Um, If I realize that you don't like me, then I kind of, like, double down into, like, all right, I don't give a fuck about you. But after you spend hours trying to figure out why, you really? do ask why. Wow. You do ask why. That's really surprising. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. I would have lost my money. She judged you by your hair. She judged you because you were a six foot tall black man. She thought you didn't care about anything. But I think it's also funny because if you Lies. If you would have asked me this five years ago, I would have said no. But I realized like the older I get, I'm like, oh, yeah, it matters. But is it like the like being liked that bothers you or is it like the idea that somehow they can do something to you because they don't like you mm, no i think it's more um i don't even think i think about them doing something to me I, I think i generally don't like conflict but if you take it there i'm gonna take it there and i'm gonna double down and mm-hmm. like and i think about like fights when i was like a kid where like you pinch me and then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go get this tree bark and I'm gonna hit you over the back. Yeah, you can't tell me how hard to <laughs> right? hit you back. So like it's it matters to a point and then I'm like, all right, wait, we're not friends. Now yeah. how do I become as petty as possible to destroy <laughs> you? That's yeah. what I know. All right, so the next. Pettiness. Oh, it's oh, me. oh yeah. <laughs> I'm in a transformative state. I'll say that. Um. I'm getting to a point where it doesn't matter how likable I may seem or be. Um, someone's going to not like me regardless. Like, Irregardless of the fact. <laughs> For the record, we do know that it's regardless, but we just be out here bullshitting. But, you know, it doesn't matter. I could be the nicest person. I could be like, this is just, this is brand new breakthrough. Um, it could, it doesn't matter. I could be a bitch. I could be the nicest person you're gonna like you're gonna like me or not that isn't it's not about me if you don't like me it's about you if you don't like me Ooh, yeah so i'm it's coming into that problem. yeah it's not my fault you make bad decisions <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't like me <laughs> yeah that's their problem did, did everybody just answer yeah. yeah all right cool that was a dope ass round it was, I, like, it was. thank this, you ladies yeah this is I feel like like you made it for av- the advertising industry, but this can easily be in every office. I feel like anyone who is looking for diversity within their organization should have this during orientation because you like you need that initial like icebreaker to like get to the point where exactly. you start looking at somebody as an as an equal and recognize that they have like this whole life that needs to be acknowledged when they're sitting in front of you um so we're gonna start wrapping up i just want to ask the three of you one question which is like you put in so much time into this game 
what is the impact that you want it to have on the industry? Um, what does that look like? Can you articulate it in like under 60 seconds? So I feel like we want to eventually not have to use a game like this. It shouldn't even be. We should be able to get to know each other and to treat each other like we're supposed to without having to have cards, but we have them. So like our goal is to eliminate the need or eliminate the adversity that we all people as people of as people as people of color. We know, I know what you meant. I got <laughs> that you. we all fear. So yes, Kenya. Thirty seconds. I feel like you said it. Yeah. I just I you. Just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I yeah like we really hope like this is a game it's fun but we really hope that ultimately this helps people especially people of color feel comfortable yeah. in these white spaces because we all know what it's like to feel other what it's like to feel like excluded and it fucking sucks so just having other people see us as human as regular as more than just a job title and a job description if that could do that if this could do that that would be more than enough. I was just going to say, um, I've always been about, like, um, company culture. And I, I'd love for this to help shape cultures um, in organizations. Mm-hmm. And it's not it, – because it goes – I think that what I'm learning from um, implementing it here at RGA is, like, I – like, yeah, we can be more of ourselves – but also like respecting and understanding like our boundaries and why we have them because mm-hmm. even though like you know we're pretty we're we're pretty much able to like be ourselves here but at the same time that doesn't give you permission to like invade my space and, call and like you bae. right and call me bay and like understanding like why I have a problem with that and just respecting it and that's the culture like that's the culture that I can be myself and you respect me or you know our colleagues in in this space but but this this game um is used as a tool to implement that word shout out to y'all yeah, thank you guys thank you thank you for Be- being here before we close out because we definitely forgot to give an important shout out to ourselves karina um so also at the woman now event for ad club last week both karina and myself were selected as part of the 2018 i'm part um I'm part fellowship class. Wait, what? So, what? Congratulations. What? I did I did not know this. So oh you don't pay attention to nothing. Oh. That's I amazing. Didn't know this. So congrats. Shout out to the ad club, um, and and in particular I'm, I'm, to I'm, 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 that's I, mine. I, I, I am proud of that. I am proud of that. Yeah, shout out to the ad club and um, Erica Riggs for their support and just seeing us as capable and um deserving of this honor so we look forward to the next year congrats guys. Fucking dope awesome. shit. yes there was a lot that happened this week <laughs> yeah and make sure to watch not so faq yes N- oh yes 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 so nsfaq game.com you can watch seasons one and two and i know you all want to pack we are working on it but you can request a pack through the site and then we will try to work it out for you all Awesome. Yes, but spread the word, watch the episodes, share, tweet, hashtag, not so FAQ game, like do all of that because it's amazing and it's a movement. And you guys are amazing. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Thank you.
Right. And you guys can find us on. You're so good at this. You guys can find us on all the social <laughs> channels. We are Ask Mixed Company on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also email us at askmixedcompany at gmail.com, askmix or mixedcompanypodcast.com if you just want to see our faces on the interwebs while you still have non throttled service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Peace wow. out, guys.